Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Ultimately, we seek answers to three questions. Does the remake do justice to the original? And if you just watch the remake, do you get a good sense of why the original was successful or not successful and thus remade? But most of all, which movie to watch, the original or the remake? And welcome back to another episode of Original Remake. And um, for this episode, we are joined by Alicia of the Real Red Reviews. How are you doing, Alicia? I'm good. How are you? Uh, we're we're doing good. I think I can speak for Mike. Uh, hopefully you're doing good, Mike. You cannot. No, I'm okay. doing well, but I don't want you to speak for me. Now I'm not doing well. <laughs> All right, about very that. good. All right, yes. well, thank you, you so much You like er- Eduardo Saverin here. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I used that correctly. Segue. Is it? Yeah. Okay. All right, good. <laughs> Comparing um, me to Andrew Garfield, I'm doing quite well now. Thank you, Peter. It's yeah, a lovely yeah. morning. Well, you, you shared a movie with Emma Stone twice, actually. All right, now I can't podcast. I'm just going <laughs> to fantasize. All right, well, you do that. Uh, we are doing a review in comparison with the uh, 2010 uh, Social Network and 2016's The Founder. Uh, this one is actually for the release to home video, right, or uh, home release of The Founder. But The Social Network is, uh, again, it was da- uh, directed by David Fincher it stars uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Mark Zuckerberg, the young um, Harvard student who allegedly steals the idea uh, from the Winklevoss's Winklevoss Winklevoss, <laughs> as he says in the movie, the Winklevi twins. Um, I don't think you pluralized twins, do you? The twins? No, I guess you do. The Twinkies? I don't know. Twinkies. I'm. That's almost a derogative term used at uh, Asians. Twinkies? Yeah. yeah. I've never heard that. It is as a, a, a whitewashed Asian. You know, yellow on the outside, white on the inside. Hmm. Things I'm you learn. I'm just learning all sorts of new things. Right. Of course, if you, if you go on the internet, you're going to learn all about uh, racism and bigotry. So that's uh, par for the Absolutely. course. You don't need to we turn have on Facebook to think for that. You just turn on CNN. <laughs> Yeah, fake news. I hear that is, um, but anyway, the Mark. Okay, so Mark Zuckerberg, Jesse Eisenberg, Andrew Garfield, Mike, you mentioned as Eduardo Saverin, who is the CFO. Uh, Justin Timberlake, I forgot he was even in this movie. Um, plays Sean Parker, who co-founded Napster. Army Hammer plays both twins. Max Mangella is uh one of their cohorts. Divya, is it Divya? Divya Narendra. There's a lot of people, a lot of people in this movie, but uh, I, you know, Dakota Johnson uh, also has a small role in here, uh, and also we mentioned on the last podcast, uh, Rashida, Rashida Jones is also in this movie. To be fair, we mentioned her any chance we get, just walking to the car on the way to work, uh, so it doesn't really matter. We don't even have to be talking about movies. Rashida Jones is phenomenal. Not she may be in, my uh, next uh, Twitter target. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll see how she feels about that. Um, the founder, uh, since I usually do introduce the remake, I think I got screwed on this one uh, to the David Venture uh, classic, I guess now we can say. It's kind of getting sure. that classic status uh, seven years later. This one is a similar story, uh, except it's about uh, nothing new media. It's about an old-fashioned sort of American tradition, which is uh, fast food, and in particular McDonald's, the most successful, most famous, or infamous of them all. And we have Michael Keaton doing uh, his version of, uh, I guess, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, He's the one that at different points is one we're sort of rooting for to succeed and also – stabs many people in the back uh in this case the two original brothers who started the uh, fast food eatery played by nick offerman and john carroll lynch as the mcdonald brothers and uh, some of the other ones i guess playing the justin timberlake role here would be bj novak it's sort of a, a guy who comes and gets in michael keaton's ear and uh sort of is the soothsayer the whisperer as far as how to succeed in business different uh, strategies to take 
You also have some interactions with Linda Cardellini, who will always be of Freaks and Geeks fame for me, and Laura Dern, the much... I, I, you know, I always hate seeing Laura Dern in these type of roles because I think she's really talented and she's always playing a very small sort of bit part, either a mother figure. She's playing the homestead. So here she's playing Ray Kroc's wife, uh, who sort of supports his crazy ideas. Uh, he's someone who's looking for the next big thing. And when he finally finds it, uh, she ends up being left behind along with many other people. So that is the founder. And, uh, as Peter said, it came out. Uh, earlier this year uh, in wide release, although I think it played about two weeks here, didn't do too well. So hopefully uh, more people will see it and thus download this podcast for its home video release. So that's why we're talking about it now. And we wanted to watch The Social Network again, I think. So I th- we should probably toss it to our guest at this point because um, she may surprise us. I've never talked to you before, so you may think the founder is the greatest film ever made and David Fincher sucks. So uh, I don't know if that's the case. But uh, what's your, what is your take on uh, these two films? When did you see them? And uh, did you like both of them, hopefully? Or do you hate Peter for inviting you onto the show? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can never hate Peter. David Fincher, we'll see. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, I actually <laughs> had not seen The Social Network until, I think, Thursday when Peter invited me on. And I saw the founder in theaters a little while back. So, yeah, I I know that it came in under budget, or it did not make money at box office. Um, it has not yet surpassed the amount it took to make the movie, which is kind of sad because it's a good movie. Um, and then the social network, on the other hand, was like this giant movie that made like every critic's top 10 films list in 2010. <laughs> So there, there's one big uh, indication of how they've performed so far. <laughs> yeah, the founder, I believe, was set up to be sort of a, an Oscar contender, mainly, I think, for Michael Keaton. They were hoping he would get nominated for performance, but uh, just didn't take off. And I know when I saw it initially, I thought, like, oh, this is a social network. It's that same idea. It's about a similar personality. But it's just not as interesting. And it's it's weird for me because when they first announced The Social Network as David Fincher's next project, Aaron Sorkin's next project, I was like, that is a really stupid idea. Like, I don't want to see a, the Facebook movie. I don't want to see the origin story of Facebook. How interesting can that be? And then I watched it. And, uh, yeah, it was my favorite film of 2010. I think it got uh, host by the King's Speech, I believe, for Best Picture that year. Uh, the founder... Also, we should Founders. point out that it was going up against Inception that year as well. Yeah, I guess that one I don't uh, – that one is probably like the happy-to-be-nominated thing because it's like – I don't know. Summer – especially summer blockbusters rarely even get there. Um, so, yeah, that one's like uh, probably just a pleasant surprise, especially if The Dark Knight got snubbed for Nolan two years before. Um, but, yeah, The Founder, when I saw it – I don't know, Peter. Like, you, you, I think you watched it in theaters as well. I thought – this is okay. This is fine. But I have to be honest, I would have been perfectly pleased just to watch this for this home video release. Like, it was nothing like during Oscar season, it felt a little underwhelming as far as like, huh, well, that was an interesting little story, but by no means groundbreaking. And especially watching the two of these together for this podcast, we're probably doing a big disservice to the founder comparing it to Social Network. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. one that clearly overshadows the other. Mm hmm. Nobody's going to go back in. Well, he, I, the funny thing is, like, uh, McDonald's, uh, I, it may not be worth as much as uh, Facebook, but it's got its history. And I went to go watch it in a the theater with a bunch of friends because we all worked at McDonald's together. So we enjoyed it for that. And we had a tie to it, you know, to our uh, childhood when we were 15, 16 years old. And so... You know, we made a night of it. We went to go buy some Big Macs, you know, prior to the movie, and we went to go watch it, and we had a good time, like, much so much so that after the movie, you know, we talked about it. I recorded, you know, a good chunk of that conversation, made a podcast of it. Um, but, no, we we all enjoyed it. We knew it wasn't going to be, um, you know, it wasn't going to win any anything. So I was actually surprised, Mike, that you mentioned that this was um, released, you know, for – uh, potentially to get uh, Michael Keaton nominated. We, we thought he did a good job, but I think 
I think in my review, I mentioned the founder could have maybe served better as like a like a two or three part miniseries on cable or something like that. It feels like an HBO kind of movie, doesn't it? Like something it does. like that. And it's like it's a two hour long McDonald's advertisement. You know, I could have used more about the brothers and kind of how they got their start before Ray, played by Michael Keaton, kind of comes in and, and takes the idea. So, I mean, it really is about um, Ray. So, so I get that. Alicia, do you think that the reason they didn't focus on the, the brothers as much, because one criticism I had when it came out is comparing it to Social Network, is that the brothers here, they don't really have any sort of power to contend against Ray Kroc, this force. And in Social Network, we see Zuckerberg, who is the one who's not wealthy, He's just incredibly smart and gifted and he, you know, he creates the site, but he's going up against a very powerful family, one that have, uh, political influence. They're very wealthy. They have the attorneys. And I feel like at the very least, even if Zuckerberg, if you feel that he screwed these guys over, um, you don't feel too bad for them. They're going to be okay. Whereas in this McDonald's story, the film just keeps showing these, these brothers basically just like, yep. And that's when they lost millions upon millions of billions of dollars. And they just got walked all over. And it's not nearly as fun, at least for me, to watch that unfold as is the social network, where at least there's a, some degree of battle across the, uh, with the attorneys going back and forth. It feels a little bit more even as opposed to Michael Keaton just dominating for two hours. I agree with you on that. Um, especially we see how almost noble these brothers are. Like they, they even mentioned at the beginning of the movie, oh, we tried to franchise, but the high quality of the food was more important to us. And we were not able to ensure that every single franchise location was maintaining this quality. So we decided we're not going to continue this, this franchising because because I mean, we the the quality of the food's more important, and that's kind of noble. So if I feel that if the movie had focused on the actual founders of McDonald's, it would have come off as an endorsement for McDonald's because I mean they had such good intentions. And if you ask anybody today if they connect mcdonald's with high quality they're gonna say no they're gonna say no it's cheap fast easy food it's like i get it when there's nothing else i get it when uh i'm waiting for my paycheck yeah exactly (laughs) when i'm drunk like there's a reason they're open 24 hours (laughs) you know they don't have i I thought you were about to blame peter 24 hours for that i I thought for sure you were gonna say the quality is bad because they hired someone like peter to to cook up the burgers Actually, if if you listen to my episode, Mike, um, you know, we, my, one of my co or former coworkers, he had mentioned that uh, we were, uh, you know, we got like, you know, awards or whatever for our location. Like we really uh, focused on like the quality of service, actually. So if Ray Kroc had shown up, he wouldn't have been upset with all the the uh, the trash out front. He would have been. He would have thought you all were were doing it the right way, like the McDonald's brand way. Our store owner. He really kind of embodied like the, it's like the vision of the McDonald brothers. You know, they're, ah, there's a freaking word or a phrase that I'm trying to think of. Like, but, but he embodied that. You, like you integrity? Know, um, integrity, yeah. I mean, that's kind of it too, but there's another one. Did he have a full beard like Nick Offerman? I think he was clean shaven. Wasn't he was clean Nick shaven. Offerman clean yeah. shaven in I thought he was. That's why I think he's not a uh, appropriate nemesis to Ray Kroc. It's because he doesn't have the masculinity that <laughs> Nick Offerman normally has. Yeah, we should yeah, have he'd had come Nick off more Offerman. Like a Ray Kroc. It, it should have just been um, Ron Swanson in here. Like, <laughs> he that would not put up with that. Would be nonsense. a different story completely. <laughs> yeah, but no, like, um, yeah, I think, I think, I think we did good at our store. Did you? Uh, See, I want to know your input because you said you, you all kind of made like a – it was kind of like a nostalgic kind of trip back. Having worked there, did you find the the focus, at least in the first act of the film, on the process of McDonald's, like the way they do things? Did you find that interesting or do you think that would be more interesting to people who have never given it a second thought? Because I, I, I had no idea as far as the origin, how they did like the setup and how they sort of came up with the idea to, to speed up these orders. I found that – to be the best section of the movie and probably kind of what Alicia's saying when it was on the brothers, that's why I was most interested in it. Yeah, it, it kind of was. Well, like we really focused on 
kind of uh, efficiency. Um, but also, uh, sometimes we worked a little faster to to kind of get people out the window. Um, you know, because you're you're kind of being timed. The drunks. And, yes. <laughs> and then, uh, and then we, we had like a quality control visit by our store manager one time who saw that we were kind of like wavering on the uh, quality a little bit. And it's like, hey, you guys just look, just slow down a little bit. And just like in the movie, he told us how to position the, you know, a mustard and ketchup squirters, you know, just right above the bun. But we were kind of like doing the two handed deal. You know, like, like we're cowboys, you know, bang, bang, you know, with, you know, <laughs> one hand each and just go down the line. We were just trying to get people out the, he's like, no, just take your time and just, you know, just make it look nice, you know, and, um, I just so need to was, say that I'm now picturing a teenage Peter dressed up as a cowboy pulling mustard and ketchup <laughs> out of a holster and then yeah. hearing the, at least with the hat. That would be pretty wicked. If I came through the drive thru and saw Peter in a cowboy hat, that would be that would be badass. I would go there every day. Oh yeah, totally. be incredibly unhealthy. So yeah, I just needed to make sure that uh, that image got into the listeners' minds. You're welcome, yeah, everybody. Like, I, I want to go to that McDonald's because they have an Asian cowboy. I think that should just be the uh, the the promo art that we use for this episode. I think we, we so. can Photoshop you in so. with a cowboy. Just Photoshop hat. me with a cowboy hat. Okay, <laughs> sure. Uh, maybe me as the founder with the cowboy hat. Um, we, we did find. It very interesting about the whole McDonald Brothers stuff because one of my friends, he kind of remembered like a plaque with Ray Kroc on it. And so that was the interesting thing. And he's like, yeah, he remembers that it said the, um, you know, the, the founder. Uh, so it was interesting for us to kind of find like the, or hear the backstory of McDonald's. So that's why I thought that it might have like served, um, better had it been, you know, a two part, three part documentary or even a, like a drama. Me series like like the movie. I didn't have any issues with social network though because I feel like they expedite. They do the opposite. The actual process of building the site, it's like they get over with fairly quickly. Like it's this sort of montage uh, moment, this this aha moment where he he does something to get back, basically at women. It's like a very misogynistic moment where he's been dumped by Rooney Mara in one of the best breakup scenes of all time. Like it's this fantastic. Aaron Sorkin's speech she gives him, uh, just basically the punchline is he's an asshole. Uh, and I love the way that film opens. But I feel like a lot of people, especially when they're sitting down to watch a movie about computers or anything like that, they're going to find that completely boring. Their eyes are going to glaze over and they're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I've used the site before, but I don't really need to know. And I think Fincher does something smart there by he almost shoots it from the perspective of like his drunken roommates. And they just kind of pop in. They're like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, that's cool. And then they just they sort of wander off. Like, we don't stay with it too long. So it's interesting. Like, these stories are so similar, but they do things in the opposite way for the betterment of their films. Like, the founder focusing on the minute details of how McDonald's was created and the social network, they just move on. They just they make it more about the relationships, whether it's a breakup with Rooney Mara or it's this battle between these these brothers on the creation of the site. And I'd forgotten that on rewatch. I'm like, wow, they really breeze through this. Like we quickly get into the legal battles, the way they structure it. And it's just a really, really smart way to do it. Yeah. The, the social network for me, like, um, I, I think the, it, it's kind of funny because watching it, we, we see how like basic, uh, Facebook used to be, um, the Facebook, and I, the, the Facebook That's at what the time. Yeah. Call it now. I just that's the what Facebook. I thought. Like that's literally what grandparents call it now. They they call it the like Facebook. the internets. Yeah. <laughs> the intro world. But uh you know, I kinda remember it being around back in two thousand three also. I was actually uh visiting my mom who lived in Texas or still lives in Texas, but uh I have family down there who was going to like um you know, U T and one of my cousins was like, Oh, you you gotta you gotta get one, you gotta get a Facebook and but she told me it was like exclusive to like, um, you know, like the type of email I had. It had to be like a school email. I was like, well, I don't go to school. You know, I joined the army. Uh, so, so I never went to college. And so I kind of remembered that. And then it just, it just blew up. And I don't think I got on until like, like 2008 or nine or something like that. So it took me a while to, to get on. But, um, about the, like, I'm still not f- on technically. <laughs> hey, I'm on just for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. You do not have <laughs> your own it. personal account. Yeah. I um, never will. Because it's evil. I've seen the okay. film. I've seen how that plays out. 
<laughs> but but the film, the what I like about it uh, is it is kind of like the actual website itself. It, it shows all this drama. It shows like the status of of everybody. You know, Facebook has become lives. You know, people's lives. I'm not going to be the guy that's uh, trying to to friend Rooney Mara and refreshing over and over. That's the that's <laughs> I do not want to turn out to be that guy. Um, I think that it's refreshing your your website so 2010. I probably wasn't even, I can't imagine doing it then. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, websites, that's stupid. Who goes to a website anymore? It's just, right. I show up on my iPhone around the front screen. I, I think that some of the stuff, it's, it's weird. I, I'm glad you brought that up because watching it in 2010, it was probably, it felt very of its time. Cause I think you're right. I think around 2008, 9, 10 is when Facebook really took that next big step as far as not just being something like college kids were using. Uh, and I wondered watching it then, I'm like, yeah, I really like this movie now. Um, but I thought of like the Truman show as one that I loved in 98 and I still really like that movie. But when I go back and look, like if I was making my list on that year, Truman show would have been like my number one movie. If I'm making it now, it'd be like out of sight. And I just, I don't know there's something about jumping back to its idea of reality television feels a little quaint. Like, I mean, that, don't get me wrong. Truman show is terrifying that someone would be, would live their life on a TV set and not realize it. It's an abuse of power, certainly, but the way he's treated, like that version of reality television is harkening back to like 50s, like Leave it to Beaver. Like it's by no means trashy at all. Like the like in that movie when there's a sex act, they the camera goes away and reality television now would not. I mean, that's what they would focus on. So I wondered with the social network then I'm like, oh, is it going to be like the Truman Show where, you know, in 2017, this looks kind of stupid. Like no one will really care about the, the legal battles of the Facebook, but you know, unfortunately, I think it's like you said, it's become even more dominant in our lives. Like you saw like Facebook kind of blamed for the, the election last year. You saw that and that's fake news. People really attack Facebook for people easily sharing stuff that is just untrue and unfounded and just using it as a means to insult people, uh, be racist, put down women. So yeah, I don't think face, I think Facebook now, like that sort of idea that it's some sort of corrupting influence is just even more valid and important in 2017 than it was in 2010. Mm-hmm. We should probably, uh, probably ask the only female on this, on this show, how she feels. Actually, I should not even be talking about it because I'm the, the straight <laughs> white guy. <laughs> Peter already informed me about uh, racial slurs towards Asians. So yeah, I'm going to stop <laughs> mansplaining and I'll just let you all talk about your experience with social networks. Well, um, so I mentioned earlier that I thought that the social network is an excellent representation of just how women are treated in tech right now. You know, from the first to the last scene, Mark Zuckerberg is just really, really kind of an, a jerk to to women like you know the first scene he's like he's being being mean to this this girl that he's dating and when she breaks up with him he handles it so badly like you know it's not it's not her i didn't see it as her fault the breakup like i saw that he was not willing to communicate with her not willing to respect her as an actual person you know he's like oh i can introduce you to so many people um Basically, like, you know, as though she's a bimbo who can't meet people on her own. And then at the end of the movie, he's basically, like, I think borderline stalking her on social media, you know, sitting at your computer screen, refreshing, refreshing, like, waiting to see if she accepts your friend request. That's also, like, I mean, it's not on the same level as posting a blog about how a woman is a bitch, but I think it's still, like, kind of mean towards women. And so, like, honestly, I think this movie does hold up to 2017 because in 2017, that is still how tech is for women right now. That is still like, I mean, there's Uber right now who is going undergoing all of these allegations of sexual assaults from like within the company and then also just like a general attitude within the company. That's very not it's very anti-woman and it's very aggressive towards women. Kind of goes back to what Peter was saying as far as the founder feeling more like an HBO series. I think it just feels like a Wikipedia article. It feels like a piece of information like, huh, I didn't know that about McDonald's, but I don't really think walking out of it or if you, 
you know, watch the DVD or watch it on Netflix and you, you get up from your television set, I don't think you're going to be like taking away any sort of life lessons about how you conduct yourself with the founder. You may decide like, I'm not going to, I'm going to go to Burger King instead, but I don't <laughs> think it's going to be anything that can really apply to someone's personal life. Whereas uh, the social network, there's a lot of quotes with Zuckerberg as far as, you know, even just on the business end, his arguments with Andrew Garfield's character are about, you know, Facebook has to remain cool. Facebook can never go down. He wants people to always be connected. And uh, as we talked about refreshing the page with Rooney Mara, like he's using Facebook, like he's sitting, he could just go out and interact with people, mm-hmm. but he's instead mm-hmm. trying to make that connection digitally after he's already had a one-on-one connection with her. And just as you said, Alicia, he just, in that scene, he, he's not even really listening to what she's saying. He's already moved ahead. He's having a conversation with himself and she's mm-hmm. just an audience for his, this Basically. little drama, this little theater he's doing. That's a perfect way to um, put it. Yeah. So, uh, well, when I get a compliment on my thought, I stop talking like George Costanza. Good night, Peter. It's your turn. I'm done. <laughs> That's the high note. I'm sorry. I, I will, in the future, I'll refrain <laughs> from complimenting Mike ever. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't approve. He carries the show. So he's got to continue talking. Um, one of the scenes I kind of forgot about that made me think, like, man, does this guy just not like women? But it was during, like, the trial or the hearing, and um, the the defense attorney for Eduardo, uh, she, like, you know, calculates, like, um, something. I, I think it was, like, what Eduardo had actually given him as far as funds goes. And, he's, and Mark's like, oh, wait, hold on. Let me just check your math real quick. 18, one. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Ugh. I'm just like, Jesus. Like, he had to interject with that. Um, I don't know. This, this guy, he's just like really eccentric. Um, and I, I kind of see it both in uh, the Ray character. But I think, I thought that Mark Zuckerberg was portrayed as more mean than the Ray character. Cause if you think these are both people who take someone else's idea and make an empire out of it. But the way that Ray goes about doing it is he, he talks to these, to these two brothers who founded McDonald's and says, Hey, I think we should franchise. I would like, I would really like to lead this effort. And, you know, he, like, true, he does kind of screw them over in the end, but to start, he's trying to work with them. Whereas Mark Zuckerberg completely lies to the twin brothers. Oh, hey, both, both of them are brothers. I didn't realize that. Um, yeah. um he just completely lies to these brothers who, came up with the idea for Facebook and tells them like, oh yeah, I'm working on it, but you know, I'm real busy right now. It's just, I need more time. But while he's doing that, he's actually making their idea his own. And he's like, he's not even trying to work with them. And I think that if he had worked with them, he would have gotten credit. And I think it would have been as successful today. Um, But there just wouldn't have been the, the lawsuit or the issue of intellectual property theft. And, like, I just want to say I know that the book upon which the the social network is based, it was written with a lot of input from Eduardo and not a lot of input from Mark Zuckerberg. So I just want to acknowledge that I realize that. So there's it's highly likely that we're getting an exaggeration of Mark Zuckerberg's characteristics and how everything went down. But if you just look at the general the general way things happened ray crock was willing to work with these people mark zuckerberg just said no i can do this all myself i don't need these people and that's i think an essential difference between these two characters who um apart from that are kind of along the same thread are very ambitious and often try out ventures because they always want more they always want to be more successful and to see what they can do but that's just a key yeah. difference. I, I I do see that that uh, Ray was willing to work with them, but I think ultimately Ray's the one who screws the McDonald's brothers over a lot more than the Mark actually does with the uh, Winklevi, uh, because <laughs> you know, like it's all settled uh, out of court, um, you know, in the social network. But what we find out in the founder is like Ray really takes it to the brothers, you know, even end ends up like um opening up a McDonald's right by their one and only store, which forces them to shut down. And so these guys get screwed out of money. Uh, and I know that they weren't really in it for the money uh, initially, but it was more about their name and their brand. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get that, but um, yeah, well, but I think I, to I, Alicia's point, like, 
because I agree with you, Peter. Like, there's that that one, the handshake agreement. The founder, right, is totally like he knew he was doing it. The way it reads on screen is it was a calculated move. Like, we can't put this in writing, but you can trust my handshake. Which again goes back to you know what I don't like, and that may be how it happened. Uh, and the founders, I just feel like these brothers allow themselves to be walked all over. Whereas at least in in the social network, when Eduardo, uh, his shares are diluted and they, and Zuckerberg makes fun of him for being the one, you know, the business major who made a bad business deal, like basically saying, like, you should have known better. At the very least, he, I mean, he, going back to the Aaron Sorkin dialogue, he has an epic rant where he says he's going to come back and take everything. And in reality, he's a billionaire now. Like he's, he's more than fine. So yeah, yeah unlike the McDonald's brothers, he's. <laughs> Yeah, uh, renounced his U.S. citizenship to somehow evade taxes and all that. Um, but and he, he I, I his do name's think on the masthead on Facebook, isn't it? He still got that back. Yeah, he yeah, got that. Yeah, he got so. his name up there. I do think that in the social network, they the attorneys imply in one scene in particular uh, when his friend when Wardo says he's gonna he's getting into some sort of Harvard club or whatever. Uh, that Zuckerberg had already put a plan in place to screw him over. And I think that Zuckerberg, he already planned to screw over the brothers when they don't. He says something about they only invited him into the bike room. It's like you can tell he's he's looking at these little slights and personal digs, and he's like, I'm going to come back to this and get them somehow. Whereas in The Founder, I don't, I don't think, at least in the film, it's kind of like what Alicia was saying, Ray Kroc – he gets that point slowly with the brothers because they keep holding him back on what he thinks McDonald's can accomplish. So at different points in film, I do feel like, man, just let him do his work. Like, just let him, like, if you all just like say, yeah, let's see how far we can take this. Maybe they wouldn't have been screwed over. Maybe they still would have. But in the film, he, he seems like he is frustrated with them. Whereas in social network, Zuckerberg had no intention of giving anyone any other credit. Like it was always going to be hit number one for him. I just want to say, Mike, I think, um, I think part of the reason that Ray was frustrated with the brothers and that we we see that divergence from, you know, them working together to Ray then screwing them over, I think it's because it ended up being about two competing value systems and one of them didn't have a chance. One of them was capitalism, which in the social network, everybody's on the side of capitalism. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to monetize this Facebook idea. Everybody wants to make money off of it. And it's the problem is whose idea was it and who gets that credit and the subsequent success from it. Whereas to these brothers, they were successful. They had this restaurant that was very, um, it, it, it got good business. It had high quality food, was known for speed, and it was attached to their name. And so that was their value. But then you have Michael Keaton's character, Ray, who is, he's capitalism he represents the value of capitalism and that's where they conflict and i think that's where the brothers start getting screwed over because capitalism doesn't care what what you want your about your moral values about good food capitalism is like how can i make the most money out of this and so that's an interesting point of conflict for the founder that the social network didn't have because everybody was on board with the whole let's make money thing in the social network. It was just how do we do it and who gets credit. So yeah, that's, um, I think I that's a good point because point there. Yeah. I, uh, because yeah, Ray, like the way we're introduced to him, he's, uh, selling what milkshake dispensers. Like, is that like, it's, it's like a, a piece that would be used in restaurants and right. that's how he discovers McDonald's because they're ordering so many and he, he thinks that's ridiculous to need that many. Like what sort of business is this, this company in? Whereas, yeah. And the social network, um, I think it's probably just a generational thing too, right? Like it's after the, the internet boom and bust and young people, like even the Eduardo character, Andrew Garfield, like, I mean, it's casually tossed off the, in that first scene that he made, I don't know how many thousands or oh, 300, 300,000 in the, in the summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, and it's just like that is just thrown out there. So this is a, just a very, it's a very different group of people. It's very much, uh, people in the, the, the higher, you know, tax bracket than the poor McDonald's brothers who, mm-hmm. as you said, are, are very happy 
with sort of very simple American life. Like they have a small town business that's done very well. And to them, that's like their big, you know, that was their big dream. Like, isn't this great? They don't, they definitely, you know, it's not like in social network where you have a Justin Timberlake waltz in and say a million dollars isn't cool. A billion dollars is cool. Like, I think that that's probably not it. Ray Kroc probably wouldn't even have thought of it in those numbers in that time. But I don't know. I, I think that unfortunately, like this, the founder, Going back to the 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 lack of a a, a posing force, uh, the fact that McDonald's, <laughs> you know, to steal a line from Justin Timberlake, McDonald's is not cool. You said that like no one is no one is really wanting to see like a big takedown McDonald's because there's been I don't know how many news pieces. If you watch any sort of show where they'll tell you like this is really unhealthy, the like fast food nation that sort of thing or supersize me have kind of already done the takedowns of it and. The social network, I don't know. It's something that just, I think, can apply. It could apply. It could have been a movie about anything else. It could have been another business. I think it would have been interesting the way Fincher films it because it becomes about these friendships and these relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Andrew Garfield, I know that Jesse Eisenberg got a lot of attention for his performance, but I think Andrew Garfield should have won Best Supporting Actor that year because I think he's the one, he's the one that has the, most total arc in that. He's the one that is like the true nice guy that was happy to start a business with his friend does get screwed. And he also has those interesting scenes with the attorneys where at different points, he almost has to come to the defense of Zuckerberg against the twins. Like, mm-hmm. and he's someone they point out that is also suing him. It's just a very complicated role. And I think that's the thing watching these two, the social network is just a very complex film. They can also apply to anyone. And the founder, the founder, you could probably tell the whole story in three minutes. We probably don't even right. need to do a forty-minute podcast McDonald's on it. McDonald's <laughs> has just like it's been. You you mentioned like Super Size Me and like food shows. They McDonald's has been covered over and over again. Um, and there's plenty of like, I guess animosity running rampant for the right. for the company. Whereas like Facebook, it's just it's still new. If you think about it, like it's mm-hmm. like what thirteen or fourteen years ago, it didn't exist. Um. And so this is one of the first times that we've heard this story told. And we have David Fincher and Aaron Sorkin, two of the most talented people in show business who are helming this together. And so that's just like, and like, that's, yeah, that it's just incredible. We're getting hit with like this giant story with like relationships and like we, we know, we know immediately what, like the the how nuanced the situation was. I guess I'm trying to say. Um, our previous guest. Now I just want you mentioned Aaron Sorkin. I just wanted to shout out our our guest on our last episode, Daniel from Get Real Movies. Oh, Daniel uh, would not would not stop talking about Aaron Sorkin so much so that me and Peter had to step in and was like, okay, that's a that's probably enough love for Aaron Sorkin. All right, well let me. <laughs> we were talking about the Italian job. Aaron we weren't even Sorkin, talking about Aaron Sorkin. Um, essay that I wrote right here so that I can, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I have so you can a hard act him. to follow. <laughs> you know. Kind of back to these two movies real quick. Um, like, if you think about it. <laughs> no, we're well, talking we're, about the West Wing now. About. Sorry. <laughs> An American president. Um, Michael, um, Michael Douglas. Now, the, the, the founder, I, I, I find that even for those that have worked with the, um, company or worked for the company, this movie is, is not really relatable. Like, it's interesting. You know, like, if you worked at McDonald's, you go and watch this movie and you kind of find the backstory about the, the McDonald brothers and then Ray Kroc. But you watch the social network and you're like, man, the, this thing that I spend most of my days on, you know, this is how it all started. Mm-hmm. And then I think people also kind of look at this and be like, man, how cool would it have been if I came up with, you know, the Facebook at 19 and get to see, like, everything that they go through, the parties and all these shenanigans? Nobody wants to be 50-year-old Ray Kroc who's driving around <laughs> selling milkshake mixers. That's a great point. <laughs> well, I think, you know, to that point, the social network – even as we see in the film, like you have these other brothers that want to do what the, I think that's called the Harvard connection is the original title. And Zuckerberg says, how is this different from Friendster and all these other things that failed? There was MySpace. Uh, I think people, when they watch it, they feel like, yeah, I could have come up with that because it's not wholly an original idea, but the way it was packaged, like it really, it's, it's, 
totally, I agree with Zuckerberg. Like, you know, if you created Facebook, you would have created it. Like it's that, you know, there's just something, the way he laid it out, the simplicity of the idea, it just took off. Whereas the McDonald's is so old that and it's, I guess, taking for granted for it. It's just, it's just some sort of American institution where it's like, you know, that's people don't identify anything with it because it's always been there. It would be like if someone did, and I'm going to transition to kind of what we do on the show. If someone did like, you know, the origin story of Coke, I think people might find that like an interesting uh, the, Wikipedia the, the thing. The soda or? Yeah. I'd listen yes. to that episode okay. of NPR. Like that sounds like something like if I'm in the mood to learn about something, you know, like educational film. Like, Peter was oh, wanting the, the origin of cocaine, I believe, is what he that's, was saying. That, hey, that's oh, a good I thought movie. that's what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I thought we got that in <laughs> Those are a little more interesting, kind of, probably. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what, uh, at least what we do is uh, at the end of the show, after we've kind of discussed, you know, the similar points of these two films, is we say, you know, how would you remake this story now? Which this one's a little bit different because it's not a pure remake. They're just very similar. So can you think of uh, a company or something that you would – like to see a story of as far as one that is really prominent in American culture, or I guess globally, uh, that you would like to see the backstory of? Hmm. Let's go to Alicia first. Yeah. <laughs> or I guess if you're thinking, uh, I'm going to steal Mike's idea here and go with Coca-Cola, uh, just because of like, um, you know, what we heard, uh, I guess, I, and I still don't know if this is true or not, but apparently they actually used Coke in their inc- ingredients way back in the day. That's what I've heard. I thought, I wasn't yeah. sure if that was a myth or not. See, I think that'd be a lot more interesting. And also, I don't know if anybody really wants to be uh, doing a movie about Pepsi right now. So, <laughs> that, at least they're not their commercial. Um, I think Coca-Cola would be a good one. I'm going to go with uh, podcasting. That's what I'm going to go with because I'm going to, I'm going to stay with social network. And, uh, I believe, uh, that was coming about. Actually, Twitter was somehow involved. Twitter actually came about because they had started a podcasting app and they switched to Twitter, uh, which was their kind of secondary idea because Apple announced that podcasts would now be on their iPods and all their devices. And so they're like, well, if Apple's doing it, we can't. We're never going to make our mark here. So uh, that's what I, I would kind of – you could have almost multiple companies involved in that one thing and how it changed because that because of Apple taking up podcasting, uh, we now have Twitter, which is actually very important to podcasters. Like we're going to be promoting this very thing on Twitter primarily. So that's a selfish answer just because I'm into podcasting. But I think you could bring in a lot of different personalities with that one. Um, and it would star Rashida Jones. I don't know in what part <laughs> – I don't as know the how. founder, yeah, as whatever as Steve Jobs, I don't care. Can we It'd just do be like Rashida the Jones? Opposite of whitewashing and like put her in as like a founder or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We've we've done that uh, as as far as recasting. So we'll we'll have her, uh, you know, play one of the leads and just change it to to a woman. Oh, um, and I just want to say, um, I didn't want to inter- interrupt your praise of Andrew Garfield to rain on his parade, but I do need to rain a little bit on it. Um, it annoys me, um, that there's, uh, that he's playing a Brazilian guy and it's Andrew Garfield and a British actor. So yeah, just yay, whitewashing. <laughs> just yeah, have to I... rain on that parade there. <laughs> I, I did think about it. I mean, what, what about the actor um, that played on the other side? Uh, let me pull up the name. Max Mangella. He's of, you know, of ethnic descent of some sort. And, I mean, he could have uh, easily been the Eduardo character. I don't think we really knew Andrew Garfield for anything else prior to this, right? Because this is kind of what kind of got him out there and then landing on, like, Spider-Man and stuff. Was this before Amazing Spider-Man? It was, yes. Okay, okay. I think Amazing Spider-Man might have been 2012 or 13. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Which, I, even on the uh, the Max uh, Angela character, I believe he was, uh, that was also, uh, it wasn't whitewashing, uh, but he was not uh, of the same cultural background as the character he was playing. And there was some sort of, in the trivia, there was some sort of prank that Army Hammer played where he he was one of the few people that got to meet the guy who was playing and Hammer put this guy up to talking with a very thick Indian accent 
And Max Mangella, when he met him, was horrified that he had done a complete disservice. Like he, he was like, um, but the guy actually doesn't have an Indian. So they were just messing with him, but he, he was an actor who was horrified of that. And I, I can't remember who was up for that part. Um, I, the name, I think it was, was he Ansari was up for that role? Oh, Aziz Ansari? Oh, really? Yeah, and he, he, cause he's talking about how his audition was one of the worst things he's ever done in his life, and he totally understands why he didn't get the part, but it's like, he did a, a comedy bit about that as far as being up for that particular role. That would have been interesting, but he's gonna be in my movie with Rashida Jones. We're gonna have a little Parks and Rec reunion, so I'll We're make gonna up put for Nick it. Offerman in there too? With a beard, absolutely. Okay. You know, actually, in his, um, in his memoir, Nick Offerman has an entire chapter about beards. Oh God, I have to get it now. I'm gonna get it's it. It's a on. good book. Just yeah, just had to put that in there. But anyways, sorry I'm gonna get for, it on iBooks now. Sorry for leading. I us just off wanted on to candy. jump in with this uh, Mangella guy. He actually dated uh, Kate Mara. Started back in 2010 to 2014. So you think Rooney hooked that up? Either that Made or that Kate was connection. on on set, and he's like, "Well, hello," and uh, shot her a tweet <laughs> like I would. Yeah. <laughs> How's that working out with Charlize Theron last week? You know, she, no she hasn't replied. I, I think she's busy this week with the release of Fate of the Fears. I, I'm going to chalk it up be for it. that. That's the only reason. The only reason you're not getting a tweet back. That is, oh yeah. Um, you know this. I I hate covering the the social network because I'm looking up like some of the actual, um, you know, characters you know that were portrayed in this movie. But the real life people, Mike, they're like our age. I mean, some are a little bit and older. They're billionaires. But, and they're billionaires. And they're billionaires. Here <laughs> and we are podcasting about the, them. <laughs> hanging out with the, you know, the, the Mara sisters and, uh, doing all sorts of things. But yeah, that's fine. As soon as my movie takes off, we'll be right there, Peter. The <laughs> podcasting story. I hope so. Uh, cause I feel like I'm the, the Sean Parker here. I'm hanging out with girls who are lying about their age and doing coke. That's, that's probably me. That's what you're in doing. Real life. No, well, I'll make sure Justin, Justin Timberlake <laughs> is cast in your role. We'll just continue yeah. this whitewashing trend. Yeah. Just, at least <laughs> color his hair black. I mean, that's at least you can keep the blue eyes. We can make up for it. John Cho can play me. We'll just switch it up. <laughs> How about that? He'll play the I Kentuckian. Like <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. All right. I think that'll, uh, that'll do it. Alicia, did you, uh, have any final, final thoughts on these two? I know it's kind of an easy one as far as, you know, just talking about how great social network is, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I, well, I did come up I with it. like a, a company that I think would be interesting. Oh, okay. Um, I'm thinking the Weinstein company, like the distribution company. Cause I think there's like an interesting story there. Um, I know that like I've heard stuff about Harvey Weinstein and I'm not completely familiar with the entire story, but you know, I don't think anyone's done that before, and I would like to know. <laughs> I'm going to pay the favor to you, Alicia, and pimp out uh, another book that I've read uh, called Down and Dirty Pictures, which I think came out in 2003, 2004, and it is about the history of Miramax, and there's a lot of really juicy Weinstein uh, gossip oh, and awesome. interviews. Yeah, it's a really, really good book from, the, like, especially the, the 80s and 90s films and when they started competing for Oscars every year. Uh, and probably not a book that they are too happy with. A lot of, there's a lot of, it's very social networky as far as about them. So I, I think you probably came up with the best one. If someone would just take that book and turn it to a movie. Well, I don't want to be like, uh, Mark here and steal Mike's idea with the, the whole Coca Cola. Uh, so I'm gonna maybe do a spinoff of this movie, The Social Network, because they talk about, uh, Victoria's Secret. So. Maybe we get that backstory and get a little <laughs> scene where, you know, you see Sean Parker talking to Mark Zuckerberg about it, you know, with the, uh, one of the models. I feel like, uh, both of your girls films. Yeah, uh, both of your girls are decidedly R-rated. Uh, Alicia's with the wine scenes, uh, a lot of F-bombs gonna be tossed around, a lot of yelling and screaming. And I see where Peter's going. First, he was going with, he went from cocaine to Victoria's Secret, so you're, you know, that's a little you're not bit very family because, friendly. Um, one of those yeah. is legal. You go in the right direction, Wh- Peter. Which one? Okay, all right. Which one? Oh boy! I'd watch both. If only I knew. <laughs> Let's just make them one big movie. So, uh, oh I think we should, we should thank our guest, uh, and allow her to pimp out all of her social media <laughs> for real red reviews since we've talked crap about, uh, Facebook where, you know, and, uh, I'm still propping up Twitter with my movies. So, uh, where can people interact with you and, uh, check out your, uh, film criticism? 
Oh, okay. Well, um, so I'm I write for my site realredreviews.net, and that's real spelled R-E-E-L. And then I'm on Twitter, not Facebook. So Twitter is uh Real Red Reviews spelled the same way, and then Facebook is yeah, totally hating on Facebook. <laughs> your your DMs are not open on Facebook, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody's sliding into my DMs there. Alright. Uh, Mike, where can they find you and, uh, your other work? I podcast on War Machine versus War Horse, which there are a few episodes of that. Uh, one of which well, we did cover the social network. That was one of the earlier ones. I think the first, first year of my podcast. And I can't remember what film it went up against, but most assuredly it was crap compared to the social network. And, was uh, it the so yeah, you can check it. maybe. No, it wasn't that. No. I can't remember. I think it was a melodrama. Oh, I remember oh. the new movie was uh, Men, Women, and Children, the Adam Sandler, uh, Jason Reitman film that tanked. So probably not one of our more successful, popular episodes, but it was a pretty <laughs> fun conversation. Uh, we actually had a screenwriter and, and uh, director on for that one, and he, of course, is a huge David Fincher fan, so we spent most of the time talking about it. So if you want to interact with me, uh, I do have a Facebook page, just War Machine versus War Horse, which I don't ever check, like Peter said, unless someone, there's a notification. Even then, I don't really like to open it up. So please just uh, send me tweets, uh, talk to me about movies on Twitter, at War Machine Horse, and uh, you can also go to followingfilms.com where you can find War Machine vs. Wars and this show, Original Remake, who's co-hosted by a very sexy Justin Timberlake lookalike. Yes, I'm Justin Timberlake this time. <laughs> Moving on from Jason Statham. Whitewashing Peter um, again. Yeah, yeah, well, we need to do... I mean, we've, we've moved on from Seven Samurai. I don't know we made any <laughs> jokes there. But uh, no, I also podcast, uh, uh, talk about movies on a podcast called Podstalgic, uh, where if you want to hear some stories from my days back at McDonald's, you can find our review of The Founder. Um, I also have a Facebook page. Uh, again, just type in Podstalgic. And, you know, I'm pretty good about, um, you know, replying and stuff like that. I, I find that I think more people interact with me on my Facebook page than on Twitter uh, about my episodes. You know, I get like retweets and stuff on Twitter, which is uh, much appreciated, but I feel like people are commenting more on the things I post on Facebook. So that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm also at Nostalgic or on Instagram, which that might be a good, good one too, because, uh, Facebook buys out Instagram. So I want to see the thing where Sean Parker's like, I had that idea. Didn't you watch the social network? I totally talked about pictures. <laughs> I think that would be a hard one to litigate. <laughs> pictures <laughs> are my idea. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Um, yeah. I don't know what we're talking about next because I think we already have one recorded, but uh, you'll figure it out on Facebook or Twitter. We'll announce it. How's that? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure too. I, I thought about pulling up the the schedule to see what it was next, but uh, you know, some, sometimes we don't get a chance Actually, no, to get it to is. that. It's related to social networking for uh, the circle. We're not going to talk about it, but we're talking about the uh, the Ring and Rings remake. Uh, oh, there you go. Because we were just trying to be cute with the circle title, but that's also about social media. So yeah, check that one out. That one's already recorded with uh, the guest Alice Bishop. Who uh, I think you can find her reviews at alicebishop.net. Yep, I set out on that one, so you guys may enjoy that. You're lucky. You're very lucky on that Rings remake. Okay, I believe you. I believe you. I'll still listen to it. <laughs>